Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Hare Jaya Radha Kalachandira Radha Kalachandira Radha Kalachandira Radha 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 Jai Baladev, Jai Shubhadra Jai Shubhadra Iskon founder Acharya, BBT founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Iskon Guru Brinda ki jai, Jayom Vishnupada Brahmahansa, Parivraj Acharya, Stotra Sata Shishimad, His Divine Grace, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati Goswami Thakur Prabhupada ki jai, Shri 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 Guru Parampara ki jai, Shri Sad Goshai Prabhu ki jai, Anantakoti Vaishnava Brindaki Jai, Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur Ki Jai, Prem Sakaho Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivas Adigora Bhakta Brindaki Jai, Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gop Gopinath, Shyama Kundaradha Kund Giri Govardhana Ki Jai, Brajabhumi Shri Vrindavan Dhamma Ki Jai, Shri Mayapur Navadweep Dhamma Ki Jai, Purshottama Chitra, Shri Jagannath Puridhama Ki Jai, Shri Gokul Puridhama Ki Jai, Yamanamai Ki Jai, 
गंगा माई की जाए श्रीमती तुलसी देवी महारानी की जाए श्रीमती भक्ति देवी महारानी की जाए समवेद भक्त वृंद की जाए बोलो श्री हरि नाम संकीर्तन की जाए संकीर्तन महाजज्ञ की जाए युग धर्म हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र की जाए इसकान टेक्सस यात्रा की जाए हिज डिवाइन ग्रेशल प्रोपाद्स ट्रांसनेंटल बुक्स एंड प्रसादम डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन की जाए जाए बोलो श्री 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 पंचतत्व की जाए श्री श्री गौर निताय की जाए श्री 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 जगन्नाथ बलदेव सुभद्रा महारानी की जाए श्री श्री प्रहलाद नृसिंह देव की जाए श्री श्री राधा गोविंद जी की जाए श्री श्री छोटा राधा कालाचांजी की जाए श्री श्री राधा कालाचांजी की जाए श्री 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 राधा कालाचांजी धाम की जाए श्री 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 राधा कालाचांजी धाम गौरा भक्त वृंद की जाए निताय गौर प्रमान All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories or glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga All glories to Shila Prabhupada
Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Asodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Asodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Damunatiravanachari Kamunati Ravanachari Daya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Ayaradha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Pijanavala Bhagiri Varadari Dasurananda Brajajanaranjana Dasurananda Brajajanaranjana Kamunati Ravanachari Kamunati Ravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kanjabi Hari Jayaradha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jayaradha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jai C. C. Radha Madhav.
Om Vishnu Pad Paramahamsa Parvijakacharja Astotara all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Parasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Niti Namani Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharini Nervisesha Sanyavadi Paschadade Shatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So good morning and thank you all for coming and uh, today's class is on uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, uh, chapter 38, and I think it's verse 23. Is that right? 23. Kim Kagrajo Mavanatam Yadutamaha Mayan Parishwaja Grihitam Anjalo Grihang Praveshyapta Samasta Satkritam Samprakshate Kamsa Kritam Swabandhusu Kim Kagrajo Mavantam Yadutamaha Kim Kagrajo Mavantam Yadutamaha Smayan Parivishyad Parivishyad Parishvaja Grihitam Anjalo Smayan Parishvajayam Grihitam Anjalo Griham Praveshapta Samasta Sankritam Griham Praveshapta Samasta Satkritam Samprakshate Kamsakritam Swabandhusu Samprakshate Kamsakritam Swabandhusu Kim Kagrajo Mavanatam Adu Tamaha 
Mayan Parivishyaja Grihitam Anjalo Graham Praveshapta Samasta Sakritam Sam Prakshate Kam Sakritam Swabandhusu Kim Kagrajo Mavanatam Yadutamaha Smayan Parivishyaja Krihitam Anjalo Graham Praveshyapta Samasta Satkritam Samprakshyate Kamsakritam Swabandhusu Others? No? Kimcha, furthermore, Agraja, his elder brother, Lord Balaram, Ma, me, Avantam, Avanatam, who am standing with head bowed. Yad Utamaha, the most exalted of the Yadus, Smayan, smiling, 
Parishwaja embracing Grihitam taken hold of Anjalo by the by my joined palms Griham his house Praveshya bringing into Apta who will who will have received Samasta <clears throat> all Satkritam signs of respect Samprakshyate he will inquire Kamsha by Kamsa Kritam what has been done Swabandhusu to his family members translation and then Lord Krishna's elder brother <clears throat> the foremost of the Yadus will grasp my joined palms while I am still standing with my head bowed and after embracing me he will take me to his house there he will honor me with all items of ritual welcome and inquire from me about how Kamsa has been treating his family members text 24 Sri Sukuvacha Iti Iti Sanchitayam Krishnam Swap Swap I have to get to where I can see. I'm putting some drops in my eyes and I can't see very well. So. Iti Sanchitayam Krishnam Swapalka Tanayodwani Ratena Gokulam Praptaha Suryasikasta Chasta Grim Ripa Translation Sukadev Goswami continued My dear King, while the son of Swapalka, traveling on the road, thus meditated deeply in Sri Krishna, he reached Gokul as the sun was beginning to set. Purport Sri Sridhar Goswami uh, Swami comments that although Akrura did not even notice the road being deeply absorbed in meditation on Lord Krishna, he still reached Gokula on his chariot. So uh, I can say and you can say we'll, we'll do both verses. How's that? And then Lord Krishna's elder brother, the foremost of the Yadus, will grasp my joined hands while I am standing with my head bowed and after embracing me he will take me to his house there he will honor me with all items of ritual welcome and inquire from me about how Kamsa has been treating his family members Verse 24. Sukadev Goswami continued. My dear king, while the son of Swalpaka traveled on the road, thus meditating deeply on Sri Krishna, he reached Gokul as the sun was beginning to set. 
Omagyantimarindasya ginanjanan shilakkaya chakshur unmilitam jena tasmai sri gurave namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam stapitam jena bhutale swayam rupakadamayam dadanti swapadantakam Panchakopa to rubyascha kripasindhivacha patitanam bhavanibhya vaishnavibhyo namo namaha So, uh, we have Akrura and he's traveling to see Lord Krishna. He's going to meet with Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram. So, uh, it reminds me of the, the, the devotees. The devotees, when they're doing something, they're thinking of Krishna. You see, here he is, basically, <clears throat> this is the equivalent of nowadays. He's traveling down the freeway. You see? He's traveling down the freeway on his chariot, you know? So... And is he thinking about the roads? Is he paying attention? No. He's thinking about Lord Krishna. He's thinking, and I'm going I'm to see Krishna. When I see Krishna, I'm going to throw myself at his feet. And then while I'm standing there with my head bowed, my palms still together, Lord Balaram will come and he'll take my, my clasped hands. And he's going to embrace me. And he's going to take me to his house. And he's going to give me uh, all the, uh, the welcome, the ritual of welcoming, you see. So he's meditating on it like that. So uh, now uh, let's pause for a minute and, and think about that. Does Akrua, is he looking forward? I mean, is, is, he, is, is this whole thought process, is he thinking that, well, I'm going to be worshipped? He's going to give me some worship here. Is that what he's looking forward to? Is that what, what he's trying to harvest out of this? You know? No. He just knows that's the process. Balaram is a, is a uh, perfect devotee. Perfect devotee of Krishna. And so this is perfect, um, the perfect process for the Vaishnava to receive a guest. Especially a, a devotee guest. You see, he just knows that's the process. It's not that he's thinking, oh, boy, I get to be worshipped. You see, he just knows Balaram will do this. He can see in his mind. He knows exactly what Krishna will do and how, and, and how Krishna will, will react to his arrival and exactly how Balaram will uh, behave and exactly what's going to happen. And as he's going down the road, he's meditating on this. You see, he's not even noticing the road. So it's like the devotee, sometimes the devotee goes down the freeway and he's thinking of this service. And he's, he's just like he's driving in, in uh, his subconscious mind. He's not really paying attention to what's, what's really happening, you know. I mean, he's uh, 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 alert enough, whatever it takes to drive the car. But he's meditating on Krishna and his service. It's, if you're going to some, do some... Uh, devotional service, you're thinking about what you're going to do or what you're going to say when you get there, you see. So the road is actually secondary. And, you know, that's true with everybody. It's just that the, the non-devotees, they're thinking about <clears throat> what some kind of nonsense or what they're going to do in their job or, you know, they're mad at their children or, you know, or they're texting. <laughs> you see a lot of people texting, you know. <laughs> you see a lot of people in India going down the road on a motorcycle with their shoulder up there, they're holding a cell phone. You know, so they're, so 
I don't see how you can do that. But you see a lot of people doing that anymore. <laughs> I've got a picture of uh, uh, five people on a motorcycle. You know, and uh, the lady, the wife, she's holding the cell phone up to the ear of the of the driver so he can talk. So you've got the the dad, and he's got a child in front of him, and then a child in back of him, and then mom, and she's holding a baby, and holding the cell phone up to his ears. <laughs> so I mean, you can see, is he concentrating on the road? You know, so what a crew is doing is not is really not much different from what we all do. All, everybody, they're not concentrating on how to drive or how to navigate the traffic. That's that's kind of like a subconscious thing, but they're meditating on some nonsensical thing. You know, what I'm going to eat or uh, what I want to do, uh, how I can gratif gratify my senses. You see, a crew being perfect devotee, uh, we're seeing in these verses perfect examples of how we all should behave you see first of all <clears throat> we should greet everyone that comes to our home especially the devotees in such a wonderful way you know it should we should go out of our way i, I notice whenever <clears throat> i go to visit one of my sannyasi god brothers you know like if i go to, to visit uh, Jai, just you know jadwaita maharaj in his room uh Sometimes we meet up in Mayapur. And when I go into his room, he, he greets me like I'm something special. And I'm thinking, hey, I'm just a little devotee, you know. Why are you going out of your way like this, you know? It's just, uh, it's almost embarrassing. But he, it's the proper thing to do, you know, see. So the more advanced devotees we can see, they, they follow this process. They know this is the process. This is the way we welcome a devotee. This is the way we associate with one another. You see? We should see each other's association in such a way as everyone around us is glorious. And I'm fortunate to have your association. You see? Not that we're thinking, well, you know, that, I don't know, this guy over here, he's a little, uh, you know. And of course, we know this guy over here, you know. <laughs> you see? That's material. That's unfortunate that sometimes we allow ourselves to, to think of the devotees uh, in a material situation, in a material way, you see. Uh, if we travel uh, and spend a lot of time away from devotees, we learn to appreciate the devotees' association. <clears throat> a lot of times I'm traveling and I'm, I'll spend a, a, a couple of days, sometimes two or three days, without any devo uh, devotee association. You know, I'm going a long distance and I have to break it up. I can't go straight through like I used to when I was young. <clears throat> so sometimes I have to break the trip up. I mean, we've all had that ex that experience, you know. You go traveling and you're gone, like on business, when we used to go on business, you know. And you're gone for a long time, you're just associating with non-devotees. And whereas they may be nice people... It's a whole different world. And then you come back in the association of devotees, and it's just so sweet. You know, every devotee you meet seems like a, a demigod, you know, after being away from uh, uh, the, the association of devotees, you see. So if we um, concentrate, if we think properly, 
we can see all devotees on a higher platform. You see, we should we should worship the devotees. Lord Balaram is going to offer uh, worship. Uh, Krishna worships the Brahmins. We should worship one another. Not that we go crazy with it. And not that we should be expecting it. We're not expecting it. We would prefer that you just say hi. We would prefer a, a very plain greeting. But we, as the greeter, we want to offer a very wonderful greeting. You see, We want to have a pleasant exchange who can we have pleasant exchanges with if not the devotees you see the devotee can tell you about Krishna you can talk about Krishna in the presence of the devotee without worrying about offending anybody sometimes if you're talking about Krishna you know to non-devotees they just think you're a fanatic and they become a little agitated you see but when you're with devotees you can speak freely about Krishna and the devotee welcomes this. The devotees sit and exchange Krishna Kata. You see, so many times we notice, like over breakfast, and so many times we know, or anytime we're taking prasadam, but I notice it especially sometimes over breakfast, uh, a flurry of stories will start. Remembering things in the past, experiences we've had in our devotional Sometimes I, I see Maturanath and I think of a, of a thousand of memories that just all of a sudden clog in my head. A thousand experiences that we've had. You know, it's just more than I can, <clears throat> it's impossible to pick out just one sometimes, you see. And it's like that with all of us. We can, we can when we see one another, we immediately wonderful uh, experiences come to mind. Now, sometimes people may say, well, I've this devotee over here, I've got some bad experiences. So sometimes people may say, well, this devotee, uh, I, like, I like most devotees, but this particular devotee here, he kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know, rubs me the wrong way. So what is that? What is that actually meaning when you, what is that? Think about it. He rubs me the wrong way. So this rubbing, that's friction. We don't like it, right? So sometimes there is this friction, and if you have frictions, like if you take two stones and they're rough and you start to rub them together, you're rubbing them the wrong way. You know, there's friction. It creates heat, and the end result is you have two polished stones, you see. So this friction between our relationships, even that has a positive note on the devotional level, you see. We may have disagreements. I may uh, disagree with you, and I may find fault with you, and we may butt heads, you see. But because we're devotees, we're not going to butt heads and then never see each other again. It's a, it's a nice, <clears throat> although this is a big community, it's a very nice small community at the same time. Where are you going to go? Even if you... Uh, consider ISKCON worldwide. We're a community, you see. Where are you going to go? We're, we're in the same family. Two brothers may uh, butt heads and, uh, and disagree. That one brother may call the other brother, uh, he may say something nasty about him. But if you walk up and say na something nasty about that brother, he may punch you out, you know. 
it's okay for I may criticize, but not anybody from the outside. So we're we're all linked together as one family. You see, <clears throat> we're starting to realize that we're all part and parcel of Krishna. You see, and in, in that way, we're all joined together. Think of it, there was a time before we came to this material world that all of us together uh, were together in the spiritual world. For how long? Eternity. Eternity. In other words, there never was a time when we were not together. There never was a time when we didn't exist. And we're all part and parcel of Krishna. And even though there's innumerable living entities, we all know each other you see we have all served together for eternity it's nothing new these relationships are nothing new you see so here we are together in this material world and we we're really eternal associates we ha always have been and we always will be what is it um Srila Prabhupada once said you better better learn to get along because you're going to be together for eternity you know we may have some difference we got to get over it because we're going to be together for eternity you think we're going to take our differences to the spiritual world you know we'll go to Krishna and complain you know he said something nasty about me well you said it first no I did not did too did not you see, you think that we're going to take that to Krishna? Is that going to be the mood in, in Goloka Vrindavan? No, no. You see, now what will prevent us from having this uh, friction? And friction comes when I'm going one way and you're going the other. <clears throat> when I'm zigging and you're zagging, uh, or we're disagreeing about something. Now, the problem is we have, one of us, probably both of us, have taken Krishna out of the center. If Krishna is in the center, there may be some little disagreements about how we should serve him if we're serving together. <clears throat> but if Krishna is in the center and he's the target that we're trying to, to uh, uh, please, not me or my office. I want to do it this way. You want to do it that way. Now I get into an ego thing. Well, I thought of my way first, and I think my way's better. You always have these ideas, and why are you always? You see what I mean? That's my false ego coming in. You see. By the time we get to the spiritual world, our false ego will be dissolved by chanting Hare Krishna and performing uh, devotional service. The performance of bhakti yoga will dissolve the subtle body. You see, your mind and material concept uh, concepts—the way you use your mind, your material intelligence, and your materialistic false ego—that's all going to be gone. You're not going to have a false ego. You will have conquered it by the time we get back home, back to Godhead. You see, so it'll be more like, well. If you have an idea to serve Krishna, and I have an idea to serve Krishna, I'm going to say, I, I, I'm sure your way is better. And you're going to say, no, no, I think your way is better. So our argument is going to be, no, no, but I think your, 
more exalted. No, no, you're a better servant. You see what I mean? That's without, that's with the, uh, enjoying the absence of false ego. If we can lose false ego, everything gets smooth. You know, if we can um, think in terms of the Shikshastika. You see, that, remember that, that third verse of, this, of Shikshastika, we should, at least that verse we should think of every day. That we should think ourselves, <clears throat> we should see ourselves lower than the straw in the street. Giving all respect to others. Uh, we should be as humble as the grass and as tolerant as a tree. You know. Lord Chaitanya really meant that. It wasn't just, these were the only eight verses that he wrote. This was his only written contribution. So it's extremely important. In other words, everything that Lord Chaitanya had to say in writing is in those eight verses of Shikshastaka. You see, he gave us a, a roadmap on how to live. And and sometimes people think, well, that's he's just speaking figuratively. He doesn't really mean that I should think myself lower than the straw in the street. What's what's lower than the straw in the street? You know, what is it that's underneath the straw? It's the stool that's passed, stool and urine that's passed by the animals. And, you know, somebody may come and throw some straw on it because it's stinking or whatever. So they'll throw a little straw on the street to cover up the dirt and crud. And then when they sweep up the straw, the contamination, the dirt and crud will come up with it. So that if you think yourself lower than the straw in the street, which means it's as low as you can get. You're the, you're the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. <clears throat> Not that we should always uh, think about that in, in such a way that we cripple our devotional service. Think I'm the lowest, and I'm the lowest, I'm, the, I'm lower than the straw in the street. I can't do anything. I'm so unworthy. Sometimes I've seen devotees who they, they cripple their devotional service by thinking I'm so unworthy. Okay, we know you're unworthy. Now go ahead and serve Krishna. Because he's offering this devotional service. The parampara is, is bringing this opportunity to us to serve Krishna. We all know that we're not worthy. Okay? So now that we're over that, let's grab it. Let's grab it and go. Don't be bashful around prasadam and the opportunity to serve Krishna. I always like to remember the story. Uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj tells <laughs> the story. He was sitting next to Prabhupada one time. And Prabhupada had this sweet ball. And he took a bite out of it. And he looked over to uh, Gurudev and he said, you like this? And he gave it to him. So Gurudev took it and he was like, can you imagine how excited you'd be? You know, Prabhupada took a bite out of a sweet ball and handed it to you. So he's got it and he placed it on his plate and he's going to eat it later, you know. And so Brahmananda was sitting next to him. So when he turned his, his attention away from the sweet ball, Brahmananda grabbed it and threw it in his mouth and started to eat it. You see. Gurudev grabbed him. He grabbed Brahman on. He's choking him. You know, give me that back. You're talking. Prabhupada says, "What is going on?" 
He took the sweet ball you gave me, Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, yes, he's making great advancement. You see? So that's an example of, a, you know, we're not worthy. Okay, but let's grab the mercy that we can. You see, it's not based on you being worthy. It's not based on you being qualified. If it was based on worthiness or qualification, we wouldn't get any mercy. You see? We wouldn't get to see the deities when the, they would hide if it was based on qualification. You see? We haven't earned the position of being here. We, we have done nothing to win this mercy. This is causeless mercy. You see? It's, be, it's coming to you. So we should accept it, not that we think, oh, but I'm so low. Of course I'm low, but the mercy is there, you see. It would be an offense not to accept it. Does that make any sense? By the way, if anybody has any comments or questions, stop me at any time. You don't have to wait till the end. If I don't want to answer your question, I'll just ignore you. So, uh, so we're seeing um, how we should treat and respect the devotee. We should see the devotees as very special. Uh, uh, and don't wait. It's best if we don't wait until we're isolated away from the devotees to think like that. You see, we should, we should learn to re, uh, respect and taste the association of devotees and see it special. It's not okay. No, I'm sorry. Just go. I'm just kidding. Please. Are you saying that, in other words, I'm, I'm not really lower than the straw in the street, but I want to say that, and then what you're supposed to say is, oh no, Prabhu, you're so exalted. So, 
we both know I'm not lower than the straw in the street. I'm actually very exalted, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm lower than the straw in the street. But then you go along with it. So in other words, I'm saying I'm lower than the straw in the street, but I don't believe it. In times like that, people are going to have, a, a, on your path back to Godhead, you're going to experience some difficulties. There's going to be times when you're going to be confused. You know, it, it's uh, not for everybody. Some people, they, they join and they just start making advancement and they don't really have so much of that. But for most of us, we're going to have times where we're not thinking properly. We might get a little puffed up, you know. We get a little puffed up, and then we start to forget Krishna. I mean, we're still devotees. We're still chanting. We still know Krishna's God. But we, we, we kind of lose a little bit of our devotional intelligence, you know. So when you find somebody who's at a, at a down, because your advancement doesn't go like this. It goes like this peaks and valleys with an upward trend you see so when you catch somebody who's at one of those little valleys they need your love more than they even more than they need it when they're at a peak you see what I mean so uh, if it's un, it may be unfortunate that someone may be uh, thinking improperly they may they may not treat you with proper respect you know they may be thinking, well, uh, I'm more advanced than you, and you you might have instructed them and helped them become a devotee. And now they're thinking, oh, I'm so much, you see. Well, that's okay. That's all right. Why should we care? Yeah, and you should be thinking, we, we should actually, actually, actually see everyone as more advanced than us, you see. Some, some person asked me one time, well, how can I see a karmi, a non-devotee, as more advanced than me? Well, because he doesn't know what I know. You see? With what I know, I should be doing so much better. With the time I've had, the association I've had, 
with devotees and scripture and the deities and prasadam and so much. I should be so much. I'm just, I'm really not where I should be. This person hasn't, has, has never heard about Krishna consciousness or spiritual life maybe, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, when I was like them, I was a lot lower, lower class, you see. So uh, it's not a big deal for you to, but Lord Chaitanya's point in Shikshastika, that not only is it not a big deal for you not to realize that you're a fallen conditioned soul, but it's actually better for you to realize I am, you see. So if, if somebody is, is thinking they're more advanced than you, whether they are or not, you should think, oh, yes, I agree. That doesn't change what I'm going to do. That doesn't change my service. I mean, you may say, you may get into a situation where everybody around you thinks you're a, a fallen schmo. Okay. But I'm still going to go do my service. I've got my plans to get, you know, I'm supposed to give a class here or make some prasadam here or, or, or whatever your service may be. I'm still going to go on. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati said that if somebody gives you a compliment, he is your enemy. Your best friends are the ones who criticize you. You see, not that people, not that we criticize in a nasty way. See, now that's probably what you're talking about. Some people they want to criticize in a nasty way. They're actually trying to put you down. There's constructive and destructive criticism. You see. Constructive criticism is given with love. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it, it, it's, a, it's an endearing experience, you see. Because someone cares enough about you to, to, to give you some suggestion on how you can improve. You know, that's love. Now, a lot of times people, if they don't like you very much, and they see that you may be doing something improperly, instead of coming to you and saying, you know, uh, uh, sometimes they may come in a false ego. You know, Prabhu, you ought to do it this way. You're not chanting your rounds properly. So in other words, I'm trying to show you and all the assembled devotees that I know something that you don't. So I'm trying, I'm trying to raise myself to a higher level, mostly by putting you down. That's just false ego that's somebody who really needs a hug, they need love, you know, they need a spanking, you know, spiritual spanking, <laughs> you know. But they're, they're having a hard time. They're wrong. It's just plain wrong. And it's going to come from somebody who's not very advanced. And at the same time, we may have somebody who actually sees that you're doing something incorrectly but they don't come to you. They go to, they go to your friends and say, hey, did you see how numbers you <laughs> Boy, the guy is so off, isn't he? You know, they start talking behind your back. Hey, Mishra, come here. Did you know the Namaruchi, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Boy, what a loser. You see, that's wrong. That's broken behavior. If you ever see somebody doing that, they need a hug, a spanking, punch in the nose. 
you know what I mean. They need what we should do in a situation like that is say, hey, Prabhu, that's not, whatever you're saying about that devotee may be true or not, but this isn't correct. This isn't the right behavior, you see. If we were to behave that way around the, the exalted souls like Giri Raj Maharaj, he would say, stop. Well, this is nonsense. You can't behave like that. Why are you talking about that devotee? Did you approach that devotee and tell him that he should make this improvement? You see? So, uh, we shouldn't tolerate the misbehavior of, of, uh, of our God brothers and God sisters. Not that we get angry or offensive, but we should set it straight, you know. The examples that we follow are the more advanced devotees. We see their benefit. You know, the Christians have this thing where they say, what would Jesus do? Well, that's marvelous. That's wonderful thought. So, you know, fill in your guru. What would Giri Raj Maharaj do here? You know, I'm going to do something. What would Prabhupada do? You know, in other words, what is the proper behavior? In other words, how can I follow in the footsteps of the previous acharyas? How can I align with the proper behavior? You see, it's demonstrated. Krishna and Balaram are demonstrating their proper behavior, how to receive a devotee. You see, it's all around us. So when we see somebody that's misbehaving, we shouldn't tolerate it. You know, and as nicely as possible, we should say to that person, you know, Prabhu, you shouldn't speak of that devotee that way. Now, that doesn't mean that someone can't come to you and, and say, you know, I've noticed that this devotee, you know, he or she's not doing this or they're, they're doing something incorrectly. What, what should I do? You know, should I approach them? You know? Or gee whiz, I'm kind of shy to do that. I don't think, you know, they, they really are more of an exalted devotee. Would, would maybe you do that? You may talk to somebody else that's, that you feel is a little bit more advanced. You know, what, what do you think I should do? Would you talk to them? Should I talk to them? You know, you may find as you discuss it that, well, actually it's not so bad after all. It, it could turn out that, uh, well, it's actually worse than I thought. Maybe I should go talk to that. You see what I mean? Level-headed. And it's, what is your motive? The main thing is what is the motive of correcting this devotee? You know? Is your motive really just to uh, get them off my back because I don't like anybody talking badly about me? Or is it, you know, we really need to get this, really should get this straight, you know? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Always, always approach and observe the behavior of the more advanced devotees. When I was traveling around temple to temple one time, um, Srila Gurudev told me that when you, I was telling him, you know, I get to travel all the temples, you know, my job, I was traveling around. And he said, okay, that's really great, you know. He said, but... Don't associate with the rank-and-file devotees. He said, associate with sannyasis, temple president, maybe the temple vice president. The devotees that are really serving 
the more advanced devotees. He said, if you associate very much with the rank and file, you're going to hear Prabhupada said this, Prabhupada said that, you're going to hear, you know, you're going to get into a false ego thing. That doesn't mean that you don't stay in the same room with them, but don't get into this, uh, well, I heard this. Oh, yeah, well, I heard that. And I heard this. Well, I heard that. And, yeah, no, Prabhupada said, and Prabhupada said, you see what I mean? He told me if you're going to associate with anybody other than the uh, more advanced devotees, you do the talking. <laughs> when you're finished talking, leave. Don't, don't listen to the Gramya Kata. He came back from... Uh, uh, India after being in India for a long time one time and this devotee was serving out uh, his breakfast I think this was at Gita Nagri so Gurudev was sitting there and, and uh, this devotee came up and gave him three chickpeas and he, he said hey the devotee started to walk away he said hey wait where are you going give me more I want more chickpeas and the devotee said Oh, well, Goswami, you're not supposed to eat more than three chickpeas a day. And Tamal Krishnamara says, What? What are you talking about? Are you crazy? Well, yeah, Prabhupada said you shouldn't eat more than three chickpeas a day. He said, No, Prabhupada never said that. So all over North, many parts of North America for a long time, people are only eating three chickpeas a day because Prabhupada said that you're in Maya if you eat three chickpeas a day, and I, you know. And Prabhupada never said that. Hare Krishna. You see. So, uh, his point was avoid the Gramya Kata. If you're going to hear something uh, serious, hear it from somebody who's advanced enough that you can put some confidence in what they, what they say. You know, so and if someone less advanced treats you uh, in in a not so good way, consider it's like they say consider the source. If they say something badly about you, consider that they're they're probably confused or they have some ulterior motive. And in the material world, if someone says something about us that's bad, whether it's true or not, we get angry and upset. You know, you just poked my false ego, and I didn't like it. In the spiritual behavior, uh, first of all, we may agree, yeah, you're saying I'm fallen, I guess I am, you know. It doesn't matter. What does it matter to me? I'm still going to do my service. You see, my guru likes me. You know, I have so many friends that, that are encouraging me. And maybe you, maybe this is your way of encouraging me, you see. And if they're if they're not, if all of a sudden they're thinking themselves more advanced than you, and maybe you were there when they be when they joined and, and like that, then they're on some sort of a false ego trip, you know. And um, if it gets out of hand, there may need to be you may need to help them adjust it. You see what I mean? But let's not take it very seriously. You know, the, the devotee stays equipoised. Because we, we avoid peaks and valleys. So don't let it drag you down. Because it's going to be normal. We're going to see people that will uh, say things that they 
probably shouldn't have said. But because they're not well yet, you know, Iskan, Prabhupada says Iskan is like a hospital. It's a spiritual hospital. So some people have been here a long time. They've taken their medicine and they're almost well and they're about to be discharged. Back to, back to Godhead, you see. Some people have been here about half as long as they need to be. They've taken their medicine. They're half well. Some people just checked in. They're still sick as anything. But they're taking their medicine and they're starting to show improvement. You see what I mean? So, nah, let's not be concerned. That's a good question, though. It's a very good topic. Is that okay? Um, anything else? Yes. Patita Pavana Prabhu. Well, he knows what to expect because he knows that Krishna is going to follow proper devotee protocol. You see, Krishna, uh, he follows prescribed duties. Now, he doesn't have to. He's God. He reserves the right to change prescribed duties at any time without prior notice. But he follows prescribed duties. And he says, I do so, because if I don't, then who will? But if I do, then others will follow. The common men will follow, you see. So it's a demonstration from the top, from the top of how to behave as a devotee, how to associate with devotees, you see. So if we don't see it from the top, where are we going to get it? He's giving the the living example on how we should uh, associate with one another. How should, how should we be with one another? And again, if we, uh, if we pattern ourselves, not that we copy the pure devotees, you shouldn't try to copy your guru, but you should emulate him. You should do as he does. You see, you try to become uh, like him. In other words, you pick up on his mood. We have a, a situation sometimes in, in, in our ISKCON where some people, they lose track of Srila Prabhupada's mood. Now, what does this mean? What does that mean? The mood. Well, you mean he's, he's happy or he's grumpy? No. The mood where does his where does his heart where is his heart going? Here, here's an example. It may be a little crude, but it's it, here's an example. All right, it says in the in the um, nectar of devotion. Uh, well, let's say, uh, yeah, okay, let's, nectar of devotion. That one should not uh, one should not be go before the deity in an unclean state. Okay? That's 
I can understand that. In other words, you don't want to be all dirty and smelly. You should, you should be cleansed before you go before the deity. One shouldn't pass wind in front of the deity. Okay? Now, can you see the mood? In other words, you clean yourself up. You don't pass foul air. You see what I mean? But it doesn't say don't pass stool in front of the deity. So is it okay, since it doesn't say to pass stool, is it okay to pass stool in front of the deity? No, we can follow the mood of what Rupa Goswami is saying. The mood is, don't do anything dirty. Don't, first of all, be clean, don't pass when, like that. You see what I mean? That's following the mood. So we have to find the, and uh, adhere to the mood of our founder, Acharya. Srila Prabhupada. We shouldn't say, well, you know, Prabhupada didn't say not to do this. Doesn't matter. We should know the mood. You see what I mean? We should see that 2 plus 2 equals 4. We should see where Prabhupada is going. We should see where your guru's mood is. That way you don't, you, you know what to do and what not to do. Too often we find people who get who try to get a little creative. And they may say, well, Prabhupada never said we shouldn't do this. And you think, well, but if you've been listening to his classes and reading his books, you'll understand that you shouldn't do that and that you should do this. So f following in the footsteps of the previous acharyas means to align with their mood. You see what I mean? So we're in the, we want to be in the mood of the six Goswamis, in the mood of Srila Prabhupada, you see, in the mood of Prabhupada's uh, writings and teachings. Not that we say, well, he didn't say not to do this, so that means I can concoct over here, you see. Because he didn't specifically write it down or speak it that I shouldn't behave this way, now I can concoct my own thing. Why would I want to do that? Why not get with the mood? If we notice the mood of all the great acharyas, everyone in the in the in the, uh, in the uh, parampara, mood is the same. Personalities may be different. The mood is the same. You see. So it's very easy for us to be an individual and still align with the mood of the uh, parampara, the mood of the guru, you see. Otherwise, it, it's, it's like being useless dis disciple. Useful disciple means you're in, now you become an extension of your guru. He's touched you. He's given you Krishna by the mercy of Krishna one gets guru. By the mercy of the guru, one gets Krishna. You see? So he's given mercy. He's, he's touched you. So align with that mercy. Align with it. You see? Go with the, the flow 
of the mood of your guru. And you can't miss. See what I mean? That's, that's, that's important for us as devotees to always remember. Not that, I, well, I took initiation and now I got a really neat name. And now I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my own thing. Well, you may do your own thing, but you follow the mood of your guru. You see, I'm going to take, I, I, if we listen to the, uh, what is it we say in the, the prayer in the morning? Uh, the words emanating from his lotus mouth, attachment to his lotus feet is a perfection that fulfills all desires. You see what I mean? We, when we say those words, we shouldn't just be like parrots. We say, no, no, we should. This is an opportunity to, to, to say the English, the English translation to the prayer we sing at Guru Puja. Let's not just say it. Think about what we're saying. My only wish is to have my consciousness purified by the words emanating from his lotus mouth. Let's say it and mean it. That's my only wish, is to have my consciousness purified, which indicates I'm recognizing my consciousness isn't purified. I needed to take shelter of a pure devotee. My consciousness wasn't purified. And I'm smart enough to understand that. So if I listen to the words emanating from the lotus mouth of my guru, my consciousness will be purified. An attachment to his lotus feet is the perfection that will fulfill all my desires. Not starting something else or some material aspiration, but the attachment to the lotus feet of my spiritual master is the perfection that fulfills all desires. You see? These are just these are wonderful words. You see? So when we say that every day at Guru Puja, we should, we should feel it. We, we should hear it and feel it. Feel it. Not just say it. It's, it's so easy because everybody else is saying it. You know? Everybody's saying, this is what we do. We say it. No, 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 no. See what I mean? Take it into your heart every day. Yes, I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to become attached to the lotus feet of my spiritual master. The devotee wants to uh, adopt the the mood of his guru. Not that I come up with my own. So, good point. Really good point. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like something Prabhupada would say. I don't know for sure. You know, did Chaitanya Prabhu, did you, have you ever heard the Prabhupada said that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't confirm that he did or he didn't. I, I don't remember. 
Ah. Uh, it sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. We should think of ISKCON as training wheels for Gokul. This is this is a training. This is your basic training. It's like when you go to the, the you join the Marines, you're going to go off and fight, but first you get basic training. They teach you how to do it so that when you get on the front lines, you know what to do. You're ready. So ISKCON is your basic training for going back to Godhead. This is, this is it. So we start to perform the activities that we will perform when we're with Krishna. Through our hearing. See the value of hearing? Through our hearing. This is the way that we will be greeted by Krishna when we return back home, back to Godhead. It's not like you're going to go check into a hotel, you know, and, and Krishna is over the hill somewhere living in the big house and then you may get to see him in a day or two. No, he's going to be there with Balaram to greet you. He's not even going to, before you get up, you're going to throw yourself at his feet, prostate obeisance. Before you get up, he's going to be there with you. He's going to have his hands on you, pulling you up and pulling you to, to him and embracing you. My son, my son, why have you been gone so long? Crying. You probably faint because you're there, you see. So we're in the training process to go back home, back to Godhead. This is it, you see. We're doing the activities. We're learning to associate with Krishna's devotees. We're learning to cook for Krishna. We're learning to dress for Krishna. We're learning to do so many things. This is, it's not that we're going to leave this and get something else when we get there. When we become a pure devotee, the first day back home, back to Godhead, is going to be pretty much just like your last day on earth. Same, same. Always thinking of Krishna, always serving the devotees in Krishna, always absorbed in, in uh, Hari Kirtan, taking prasadam with the devotees, glorifying Krishna, glorifying the devotees. The pure devotee doesn't have this change. You know, he's not like the new kid on the block when he, when he goes back home, back to Godhead. Because when he was in the material world, he was really in the spiritual world. You get to the point, as you practice bhakti yoga, to where there's a transition. You still may be in this material body, but you've kind of lost consciousness of it. You're really in Gokul. You see Krishna everywhere and in everything. And your every action, your word, and every thought is for serving Krishna. You see, that's where we're headed, and that's what ISKCON is here to do, to give you that training. You see. So that's what it's all about. That's why we come together to hear, to chant together. You know, being a separatist is not what it's all about. Coming together, you see. When you go back home, back to Godhead, you're not going to find a a nice quaint little cottage over in the 
a remote part of the forest and just go stay there. You know? There's no hermits up there. Everybody wants to see Krishna right away. You can talk to people who are so-called spiritualists and you say, okay, uh, whatever your path may be, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do when you're liberated? Whatever your concept of liberation is. And you'll see a blank look on their face. Well, uh, so you're going to go, what, get your house together? You know, you're going to be living in a mansion. You're going to get make sure the yard's cut and everything is straight. Unpack, put all your clothes away. Arrange your closet. Is that, what are you going to do? You know, when are you going to join up with God? You see, most people don't think, man, the minute I open my eyes, I want him to be there. I don't care where I'm going to live. I don't care what my situation is going to be like. I get to see Krishna. I'm going to go, I'm going to grab hold of him, and I don't know if I'll ever let go, you see. I mean, actually, finally, I get Krishna. I get to hug him and hold him and talk to him, you know. Nothing else matters. So first and foremost, I'm grabbing him. I'm going to grab Krishna. Physically, I'm going to grab hold of him. That's what we think. The devotee thinks like that. You see. And whatever else happens after that, I don't know. Krishna may say, let's take prasadam. Uh, he may give, show me where I live. I'm going to probably never spend any time there because I'll have to leave him to be there. And I don't want to do that. You see. So the devotee doesn't care about anything. I just want Krishna. I'm grabbing hold of him. I'm getting a hold of those lotus feet. I'm not letting go. See? So, okay, I've, I think I've taken enough time. We should probably wrap it up. Thank you all. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.